This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello and welcome to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. My name is Herodotos and this podcast exists to help you find stillness in all aspects of your life, in finance, in health, in mindset, and in your relationships. I created this business because I believe that if you can develop the ability to find stillness in your mind, you will learn to create harmony in all aspects of your life. Find us at Stillness Every Day on social media or stillnesseveryday.com. A lot of people ask me how they can get started with meditating. Now, my first experience with meditation was at a Vipassana retreat, which is 10 days in silence but I understand this isn't practical for most people. That's why we created the Stillness Everyday Journal. This journal has a range of prompts which allow you to not only create your day, but reflect on your day at the end of it. The journal also has a range of audible meditations which are perfect for beginners. Check out stillnesseveryday.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. It's occurred to me recently that most men in 2023 have vaginas, so I've brought Alicia back on the podcast to discuss male hormones. Last week we discussed female hormones and how to optimize them and this week we are going to discuss male hormones and how to optimize your testosterone naturally. Welcome back to the podcast Alicia. Thank you for having me. Let's start with um, the claim about men having vaginas and (laughs) what that actually looks like internally for a man. So Mm -hmm. what what does a male hormone look like for me to say something like that? Yeah so In males, the predominant hormone is testosterone and we are seeing never seen before low levels of testosterone in males and we'll discuss what some of the causes of that is and a rise in estrogen in males, which is the female predominating hormone. So I have like higher circulating estrogen and progesterone inside me whereas you have high circulating testosterone that's what makes you male and that's what makes me female but now we are seeing lower levels of testosterone in males which is looking like low libido more facial acne lower rates of fertility and so on so why would the why would the acne part that part just stood out to me why would that be a factor like you saying women get more acne than men So in very high testosterone states, we see severe acne, but also in very low testosterone states, we also see acne. So men that take anabolic steroids for gym purposes, um, we usually see them break out in a lot of acne, but then low testosterone, we also see acne Mm -hmm. breakouts. So it's not about having super high or super low. It's like anything too much of a good thing turns into a bad thing. Right. So we just want to optimize it and bring it back into the optimal range, which interestingly, like many other things, the standards have dropped because not enough men were actually meeting the testosterone, like the optimal testosterone ranges. And that's the same with um, sperm count and sperm morphology, as in how they function, how they swim to get to the egg to fertilize it. And um, sperm quantity, like how many sperm per ejaculate is optimal. All of those markers have dropped because men are not meeting them anymore. Right. So what is the major cause and why men are not meeting those markers in their testosterone levels? 
Mm, there are so many different causes. But so as we touched on in our last podcast, endocrine disrupting chemicals are quite a big culprit to lowering testosterone because what they do is they bind to testosterone and eliminate it from our body. And then that allows other hormones like estrogen and progesterone to dominate rather than testosterone. So that's one of them. Obesity is a big one um, because fat cells secrete estrogen. Mm -hmm. So therefore competing with testosterone. Yeah, I was just going to ask, estrogen Mm -hmm. and testosterone are competing. Yeah, they're antagonistic, meaning they're opposite. They fight for, they compete for... Yeah, levels in our body. So how does soy milk affect? <laughs> I can, no, I can explain that. That's yeah. fine. How does soy milk affect um, testosterone? Because yeah. does that not increase estrogen? Yeah, so soy, especially in organic soy, is what we call a xenoestrogen, which um, upregulates estrogen in our body and acts as that hormone in our body. So men who consume a lot of like tofu and soy milk and soy products, they are putting xenoestrogens in their body, which then upregulates estrogen production. So another um, huge contributor to low testosterone in our society today is stress because our sex hormones are created in our mitochondria, which is inside our brain. Mm-hmm. And then, so that then feeds down to our pituitary gland. But when we look at the mitochondria, stress directly impacts that. So we need to work directly on reducing our stress and managing our stress to therefore produce proper sex hormones because cortisol and sex hormones compete for when they are then created. So we have what's called the pregnenolone steel and pregnenolone is um, originates from being so when we have really high cortisol, which is our stress hormone, pregnenolone then takes the testosterone and turns it into cortisol rather than testosterone. So then, then we're just running on stress rather stress, than yeah, that makes sense. So managing our stress through lifestyle, through meditation and stillness practices. Would that and, be like a just sorry to cut you off? Would that if it's increasing your cortisol levels, mm-hmm. would that then have a like um, compounding effect on creating less testosterone again? Like yeah. it would just kind of keep multiplying and multiplying? So like that. So it starts with DHEA and then it either goes pregnenolone or testosterone, which pregnenolone steals DHEA away to then make cortisol. But then increased cortisol, would that not create um yeah so well you're not making testosterone if you're then it's being stolen by cortisol all right what else impacts our testosterone levels environmental toxins like glyphosate and other pesticides Mm -hmm. being endocrine disrupting chemicals themselves excessive alcohol also and thc also impacts our um sperm quality especially and sperm function um which is really interesting and anyone can look up what uh sperm does compared to normal sperm once someone's smoking a doobie and the sperm is just like 
they've got two heads and they're just swimming really slowly and they're just like super lazy. <laughs> so it pretty much yeah, like reflects that. the individual in their life. Most yeah. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So they're basically like little versions of us. I guess they are anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Sleep is another huge thing that contributes to it. If you're not having enough quality or quantity sleep, sex hormones are produced in your sleep. Right. So if you are not having eight to nine hours of sleep a night, you are not then producing those sex hormones. How does anabolic steroids affect your sex hormones? So anabolic steroids, and I'll explain this in like a very broad term so that people can understand how it applies in other areas. You are giving your body exogenous meaning outside hormones so it's like women taking the ocp like you we're now the oral contraceptive pill sorry like there's so much awareness now and information and it's like continuing to um grow in awareness which is great is now the side effects of the oral contraceptive pill basically mimicking our hormones and anabolic steroids do the exact same thing you're putting testosterone into your body then we see in males when there's like too much testosterone, then you lose your libido or like your sex drive and you break out in acne and yeah, all these other symptoms that then once you come off testosterone therapy, your body has that withdrawal similar to the oral contraceptive pill. So women go on it for reducing their acne and then they come off it and their acne flares back up. Yeah. So men will come off it and these symptoms will be even worse. Right. So your body has then a withdrawal from these um, steroid hormones. Mm. I've heard and men say that their sex drive increases when they take it. Or is it momentary? Interesting. It might be momentarily. It's like, I guess, any medication. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had increased testosterone, would it not make you... So there's there's a different... It actually, it depends where you were to start off with. So we have older men who are naturally just declining in their testosterone production. Um, They have hormone replacement therapy, but it is very, like, controlled and teetered. So their sex drive will improve, of course, because they have really low testosterone and then they're bringing it up to optimal levels. But say you were to take testosterone, you have optimal levels and then you're far surpassing it. Now you've got excess circulating testosterone. Mm. And when we have excess hormones circulating around our body it makes it extremely hard for our liver to detoxify those excess hormones like it's putting strain on your liver which is your primary phase two detox organ to actually get rid of that extra and it's just because it's unnatural for our body to have that much all our body's doing is going I need to get rid of this. So you're overworking it. All right. So what are the best ways to increase testosterone as a man without taking steroids? Mm-hmm. So zinc is one of the best things that we can incorporate and we can do this through dietary means, but a lot of people don't have access to oysters and really rich sources of zinc all the time. Mm. Coenzyme Q10 is also one that I look at, which functions in as i spoke about the mitochondria in our brain like that really aids that in order to help sperm function down the track Mm -hmm. like 
you're aiding your mitochondria to aid testosterone and sperm quality. Acetyl-L-carnitine is an amazing supplement. I know we're kind of just talking about supplements, but these are all great things that you can speak about with your healthcare practitioner. When we talk about lifestyle things, um, exercise is incredible for increasing testosterone, especially um, weight lifting and weight bearing exercises rather than just like running. We want to be strengthening our muscles because that strengthens our mitochondria, which then aids testosterone production. So our mitochondria are the powerhouses of all of our cells all around our body and they create what's called ATP or adenosine triphosphate and that is what creates energy. If you have poor mitochondrial functioning, you have fatigue, you have brain fog, you have all of these slow nervous system and whole body reactions you can't maintain your aerobic capacity which is your ability to then work out in the gym so that's the function of atp is to give us energy and energy production comes from the mitochondria so if you have poorly functioning mitochondria which a lot of people do because of stress and all the things that we kind of just discussed And that's why if we don't have healthy mitochondria, we can't produce healthy testosterone. Amazing. That was well explained. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Resistance training, especially weight training, is one of the best things we can do for our mitochondria. So strengthening that mitochondrial function to then aid with um, healthy reproductive organs. This is in males and females, but this is a really good way to upregulate testosterone. Cold plungers and saunas, that... Building resistance is something – so if someone has poor mitochondrial function, they usually have poor resistance to stress and other things in their life um, or resilience. Mm. So that's something you can strengthen through that as well. So if you're doing ice baths and cold plunges, that really strengthens that mitochondrial functioning. Interesting. So would I be right in saying that men should have more testosterone than women? Yes. So what, a, what, what would happen if a woman was lifting weights every day? Well, if a woman was lifting weights every day, she would be dishonouring her menstrual cycle and everything about it. We work on a 28-day beautiful cycle, whereas men work on a 24-hour cycle. So you can do the same thing every day, whereas women cannot. When you – we're kind of going back to, like, female hormones, which is fine, um, but – So when you're menstruating, when you're bleeding, that is the time where you should just be honoring that bleed and you are, there is so much energy there. You're losing blood. You are like your body is then working so hard to replenish that. It is a time for rest. It is your winter phase. It is your time to just do yoga, gentle stretching, having baths, just like really nurturing yourself. And then when we come out of that, we go into our follicular phase, which is when we create follicles going into ovulation. So that's the time where our energy then increases again. So we can do things that are a little bit like higher intensity, like jogging, and um, we can start picking up the pace a little bit. And then we have a three-day period where we ovulate, and that's when the egg travels down the fallopian tubes into the uterus and that is when energy is at its peak and that's when you like optimally would have 
sex to have a child um but that's time for like really high intensity exercise like running sprinting um doing those things and then we move into our luteal phase which is the last stage and then it starts again um but our luteal phase is then when energy decreases again it's going towards our bleed again but that's generally when weightlifting or things like that really slow but heavy movements are good yeah but why why is that because when our estrogen dips so after ovulation it plummets Mm. and then we have a rise females have a rise in testosterone and progesterone nowhere near male levels but like they're just the hormones that then dominate in that phase and how i was saying that weightlifting is much more beneficial to upregulate testosterone. That's why weightlifting is beneficial in this period because we have an increase in testosterone and progesterone Mm. and a decrease in estrogen. So we are then able to do weightlifting, more slow, controlled, heavy movements. Right. Would it actually have a detrimental effect in the other stage is what I mean? Yeah. So if you, during this follicular phase, when you have estrogen predominating and you're then weightlifting, your muscles are not as equipped to actually do weightlifting. So you are at an increased risk of tearing your muscles or any kind of injury because we need progesterone and testosterone in that next stage in order to, for it to be optimal. And does the estrogen levels, I know we're fully on women's hormones right now, but (laughs) is the estrogen rising for a reason, obviously? Yeah, estrogen rises. So in this follicular phase, it's creating the follicles and then one of them has the most beautiful egg which is then in ovulation when it then decides the biggest egg then all the follicles pop and that one beautiful egg is released down the fallopian tube into the uterus without estrogen you don't ovulate right so you don't have that so so if you're weightlifting you're weightlifting as a woman you could be affecting your ability to get pregnant yeah Absolutely. Back to men's hormones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So men's testosterone levels aid in better sperm quality yes. and quantity. Yes. So if you are struggling to get pregnant, a mm-hmm. woman, it could be because your man's got low testosterone and you are sleeping with a woman and you're actually a lesbian. <laughs> um, yeah, we can put it that way. And... It is, and we know this now from research, that it is 50-50. It takes a healthy egg, but it also takes healthy sperm. Mm. And like, so if I'm not ovulating, I'm not producing an egg. Mm. That's something I need to work on. But if you have poor sperm quality, quantity, mobility or they have two heads and two tails and they're just like looking really funny, Mm. then they're not going to fertilize the egg or you just, yeah, simply don't have enough or enough speed to get up there. But what if like, actually let's go on the, if you're high, if you're stoned Mm. and your sperm has two heads and it's going really slowly, Mm. is there an increase? I know you said it has to be a fast sperm to actually um, impregnate the woman, but Mm. if you, if it does happen to make it there, is there greater risks involved with that birth? There is, especially if the woman then continues, like if she was then to continue smoking throughout the pregnancy, THC, 
there it's associated with low birth weight and if you have a low birth weight child that increases their risk of so many conditions down the track such as hypertension type 2 diabetes like all of these lifestyle related diseases they increase when we have a low birth weight child all of these things considered now you have to think of how they affect the future you like your your offspring and i suppose their offspring again absolutely And that's why it's important to, like, if you don't have that knowledge, find a practitioner who can then empower you, like both of you, in preconception. So, like, you should take at least three months to be, like, to make sure everything's in optimal ranges before you try to conceive. It it can be confusing in the nutrition world with social media, knowing what's right and what's wrong and working with someone can be extremely beneficial men generally do need supplementation of quite a few nutrients before like to create healthy sperm to then impregnate the woman and then it is her job pre and during and postpartum to continue supplementation to ensure that that child has the best outcome in utero and beyond So you're saying men need to supplement and women need to continue to supplement during pregnancy. Mm. These supplements obviously didn't exist 200 years ago. Mm. Is that because of every single thing that's affecting our hormones today? Absolutely. And then, as you'd know, we have poor sperm quality. We've never been more, like, disconnected to where food comes from and where we're actually getting it from. Like, everyone's just shopping at Coles and Woolworths and rather than going to their local farmer's market and... We're consuming less animal products and fatty acids, which are so important for hormone production and modulation. And yeah, so many of these essential nutrients that we primarily had and like we were eating like a nose to tail of the animal, getting all these beautiful nutrients that like if you were having like liver and heart and all these beautiful things, you wouldn't need to supplement. But most people would just like turn an eye at it and be like, ew. All right, so can you give me like the main things that men should actually remove from their life or be conscious of where they're consuming it to increase their testosterone levels? Absolutely. Um, I remember me and you actually looked at a study showing that fizzy drinks and energy drinks decreased your testosterone levels by more than 30%. So that's one thing that men can very easily do as well as they're drinking out of aluminium cans which are lined with bpa which is binding to your testosterone and getting rid of it just yeah canned drinks like fizzy drinks energy drinks in general managing your stress is very important because as i said it's just stealing it away and you're then not able to produce healthy testosterone um so meditations obviously important for high testosterone levels meditation is very important yes yeah i feel like we can set this standard the standard australian diet which its acronym is sad um (laughs) which is a lot of fast foods and grains and vegetable oils and things like that anything else alcohol yeah we discussed that that is there a healthy amount we can drink a week no well, no. Not in my opinion. Um, okay, so but we can't, like no alcohol is allowed. No. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's coming from if I want it to be absolutely optimal, no alcohol. 
But if you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot live without it, you can have a red wine on the weekend. One. That does not mean a whole bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Now versus 100 years ago, the nutrient density of our fruit and vegetables and possibly even our meat quality Mm -hmm. is far lower. Is that having an effect on men's hormones or is it just the pesticides um, that are on the vegetables? Absolutely. Well, it's all of those things combined. It's lower mineral content of our soil so zinc magnesium all of these beautiful nutrients in our soil contribute to healthy sperm and healthy testosterone levels and we are then we don't have that from our food anymore and then when we look at now what animals are eating being mass produced like if you're not getting grass-fed and finished meats but even then the grass and the soil quality isn't as good so we're still not getting those minerals and then when you are highly stressed and highly strong you are decreasing those minerals so it's like this whole cocktail of that yeah so what i believe (laughs) (laughs) so i would say that we that society is producing a lot of weak men which are mimicking the hormones of a female so that because females are more emotionally reactive which is easier to manipulate so as a whole if the if the collective of society are weaker then they are easier to control so fast food obviously like your major your main ones your mcdonald's kfc your red roosters Mm. most people know that they're unhealthy some people are led to believe that subway is um, the healthier option or if you go to a service station and you buy like a uh, sandwich you know with tomato and lettuce and mayo in it and ham is the healthier option can you elaborate on that is it healthier or is it much of the same I'd say much the same. I think we tend to put health halos around things and Subway and Grilled and these things are one of them. Subway is, it's based on bread. It's majority bread. It's white bread, which gluten triggers zonulin, which triggers inflammation, which triggers obesity, which decreases testosterone. And then it's on poor quality meat, which we know drives inflammation, that same cycle. And then when we think about chickens and their, or any other animal, their stress hormones, and then we are consuming their stress hormones, and then we become stressed, and then this decreases testosterone. Because animals are now being more mass-produced in poorer quality conditions, uh, this is a kind of perfect example. When I was quite young like 10, 12 years old, I ate a lot of Woolworths chicken and it's accumulation of other things as well. Like I had a very poor diet growing up, but chicken that then now is pumped full of growth hormones. I, at the age of 10 to 12 years old, was overweight. I had boobs. I got my period at 10 or 11 years old and it was heavy and painful and and that's estrogen dominance so synthetic hormones in an animal synthetic hormones transferred to that human and i imagine that would have affected you mentally at school Mm, as well as um really bad acne Right. Mm, so there's another, uh, just another example of why parents should be considering these things for Mm. the effect that what they feed them 
has on their children. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Because I know I was the same. Like my, you know, we ate healthy, but it was from a supermarket, so it would have been the same chicken. I've learned quite a bit today, and I'm going to just kind of put it out what I have learned, so Alicia can correct me if I'm wrong. Stress upregulate upregulates our cortisol levels, which downregulates testosterone. Mm-hmm. So if you are living a stressed life, you should definitely bring in practices like meditation or. Um, ways to quiet your mind so i suppose grounding or yoga um, ice baths tend to help quiet your mind as well getting eight hours of good quality sleep so i find that when i go to bed by eight o'clock i have the um, best sleep if i get eight hours from 10 o'clock i find that my sleep is far worse so 10 8 to 8 to 4 i find i have better sleep than 10 to 6 but that's entirely up to you Mm. um but getting quality sleep because that's when our sex hormones are being created correct amazing and estrogen dominance circulating in your body estrogen competes with testosterone so you should um avoid hormone disrupting chemicals like microplastics or just plastics in general so drinking out of plastic bottles wearing plastic clothing uh, plastic lining in tin foods or aluminium yeah, products. BPA and things like that. BPA yeah. um, affect, create a rise in estrogen. Yeah, or they compete for... Dominance. Yeah. No? Weightlifting, super important for a healthy mitochondria, mm-hmm. which healthy mitochondria... Equals healthy testosterone. Equals healthy testosterone, which... Equals healthy sperm. Healthy generations. <laughs> Which equals healthy generations. <laughs> so, again, like I usually speak about, well, I've started to more so, is thinking about why you're here and who you, what you're passing on um, to future generations. So becoming the best version of you obviously has a ripple effect onto the rest of society. The better you become, the better your relationships will become and ultimately that will bring together a strong family unit which will have a ripple into your communities and the rest of the world. So it starts with you. Get your hormones in line, men, and stop being women.